This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Susie Ahn, and this is Reset. If you plan to give your family new tech toys for the holidays, be careful because they may ask you to be their tech support. And even if you don't, you still should remind your less tech-savvy loved ones to check those privacy settings and update their passwords of the devices and accounts they already have. Lucky for us, Heather Kelly is here to help. She's technology help desk reporter for The Washington Post. And with all the new gadgets out there, sometimes it's easy to forget the basics. So like helping people who maybe aren't as tech savvy, it is staying on top of their passwords. And something I hadn't really thought about before the story is making sure all their logins use a current email address that they can get to. Yeah. So um, making sure that you've got a current email, that is very important. You know, I, I know a number of people who switched to another account. Is that something where they should delete that old account to make sure that their information won't be hacked? Definitely delete it or at least clear it off so there's nothing sensitive on there in case you need to to have access to it. For some reason, if it's something that has like your financial information, absolutely go back, delete it, bomb it, get it out of there forever. You know, some folks may not be gathering with family over the holidays because of the pandemic. For those who may not see their loved ones in person, can they still help remotely? I mean, you know, I've tried to help people, some family members over the phone with tech stuff, and it is frustrating for everyone. It is not great for our relationships. So one thing I mentioned, and in retrospect, it should be the first thing on this list, is to find local tech support. Find a local company that can come over to their house, do house calls. If there's something they panic about, they think they've gotten like a malware situation going on, somebody can immediately go over there. And it'll also really help if you're dealing, say, it's your parents. It'll really help not to have these tense conversations on the phone of like, oh, no, is it plugged into the wall, though? (laughs) Well, if folks were to use remote login technology, um, what do you recommend? So there's a lot. It really depends on what kind of system you're on. There is something called TeamViewer, which works on Macs and PCs. Mm -hmm. There's also ways to set it up, like with settings built into, say, a Mac computer And if you're really low tech, you can ask your mom to turn on FaceTime and turn around the phone, which is a thing I have done in the past 24 hours. Good call there on that one. Um, Well, you know, we're always getting uh, notices for software updates. Why is that important? And how do you know what's actually in those latest updates? Always have to have a list. It'll say what the fixes are. Um, what the new features are. And this is actually a hard balance for people who aren't as tech savvy because they don't like change. They don't want to have to learn something new. But these also have really important security patches. So maybe don't upgrade them all the way to the newest version of, say, Windows or Mm -hmm. whatever's on their iPhone, but definitely have the latest security update installed. So at least they're safe. 
and your devices don't always have to be manually updated, right? You can turn on auto update, but the thing I found is you also have to explain what auto update is and that they're going to see a window asking them if they want to update this now or else hypothetically a parent could put it off for a year and not know that they did that. That is too real. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what's the deal with two-factor authentication? I mean, we use it here, but please explain how it works for those who who may not know and, and why it is a good idea to have it. Absolutely. Two-factor is just, hey, you've entered your password. That's great. But we're going to double check. We're going to send you a code to your phone. You'll enter it. And then we'll absolutely know that you're you. And so you can turn this on on all sorts of accounts. I especially recommend it for anything banking related. Um, A lot of times it's required. And Facebook. And of course, changing your password is important. But between remembering an email, bank account, credit cards, Netflix, Hulu, all the services, it's a challenge to remember them all. Since making them all one password word is, you know, not the best, what is the solution? It is, ironically, an app called 1Password. Um, you can download an application. There's 1Password. There's another one called Dashlane. There's a few out there. And you can set them up to remember all these passwords and logins. Now, I have also found that that can be technically complicated. Hmm. So it is okay if somebody doesn't have that many passwords they need to remember, just a few key ones, to give them a notebook that says passwords on the cover. <laughs> Unless they're worried about people coming into their home and going through their stuff and trying to hack their bank accounts, it's actually a perfectly safe and kind of adorable solution, in my opinion. Yes. You know, my my parents had a a very long, like, sticky note that had (laughs) the password for (laughs) their internet (laughs) taped on the back of a box and... It was a very long password and no one was ever going to hack them. So, you know, I guess maybe they're doing it right. But, you know, going back to the password system, what what are maybe the risks of using a password system? Um, I think it's like they may not be able to get into it. They may change a password and not update it. So there'll be different versions of things. I think the systems themselves, if it's a reputable company, are very secure. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of any being hacked or anything like that. Um, it's mostly just sort of a technical hurdle. And not to keep calling out my parents, but <laughs> they keep getting <laughs> notifications that they're running low on cloud space. Remind us, what's the cloud? The cloud is just a computer that's someplace other than your house. You are saving all your photos and videos instead of just on your phone or just on your computer. You're saving it to these giant computers run by Apple or Amazon or Google. And it's really helpful, especially if you think you're worried about being hacked. It is a little less secure than saving stuff on your own devices, Mm -hmm. but it is a huge help. And you can actually set it up for your parents or whoever you're helping. I don't want to pick on our parents um, (laughs) as I pick on my parents. Um, You're saving stuff and then delete them from, say, their iPhone or their Android phone Mm -hmm. and their devices won't fill up anymore. Would you also recommend maybe investing in a separate external hard drive or something like that? It really depends how much stuff they have and like how valuable it is. If they've really moved like their filing online to their computers and they have a ton of files, yeah, absolutely. Get an external hard drive, set it up in their home. You can set them up to like automatically back up there as well. I will say at the very least, do a proper backup of your phone to your computer because if anything happens to your cloud backup, you'll have this old version always there and ready to go. And it's a really good safety to have. Well, speaking of automatic backups, what should we remember about those if if our devices are on a family cloud system? Oh, yeah. Your family's going to be able to see those, probably. (laughs) It depends on your settings. (laughs) You know, some of your younger college age family members, this is good to know. 
Um, it can save you money to have a family account. It can also give you some ways to like check in on what you're doing and like in a tech support kind of way, not a nosy way. Um, <laughs> but if one person say uses up all of their storage, they're recording a small masterpiece on like a video camera that might hog it. But otherwise, I think it's actually a pretty safe solution to have a family plan. Mm -hmm. So Heather, uh, talk us through accessibility features on tech. How can turning that feature on be useful? So there are so many accessibility features, especially on smartphones, that people don't even know they're there or they think, you know, I don't have a specific disability. I don't need to use these. They're great for everybody. The biggest one I would say if you're going home is to increase the default typeface so that all oh, the words yeah. look bigger. Um, <laughs> do that for yourself. Maybe it's been a long two years of us all staring at our computers there are different settings for, you know, you can turn your phone to grayscale. You can do things that are maybe easier on your eyes. Um, you can connect phones to hearing aids. You can do all sorts of things in the accessibility place. And if somebody, say, is having some mobility issues like tremors, there's even a setting to kind of cancel that out and make it a little bit easier to use the phone. Oh, interesting. Well, how about security? I keep seeing anti-malware software ads everywhere, but do we really need them if we don't click on or open suspicious emails? So I talked to a guy who runs a computer shop in Maine because I wanted to find out like what he's actually seeing on the ground. And he confirmed what is kind of said a lot is if you have a Mac, it's just much less of an issue than if you have a PC. It's not impossible to install malware on a Mac. It doesn't mean you should get, you know, a little cocky. It's, it can happen. But look out for the signs. If you see computer programs opening and closing sort of randomly that you didn't touch, if you see pop-ups that are hard to get rid of, it's time to run a program. He recommended one called Malware Bytes, which works on either platform. And just sort of do a scan, see if there's anything sketchy involved there. And this is also a good time to go to that local computer shop if you've found one. They're really great stuff like this. Now, I want to turn to unwanted subscriptions. You know, I know many folks who, who say that they are somehow now on a monthly subscription that they can't remember signing up for. Are there any apps or programs that can help hunt those down? There is. There's one called Truebill, which you kind of connect and it will give you basically a monthly digest of charges you have every month. They also have a feature I haven't tested yet where they say they can negotiate down your cable bill. But um, I mean, it might be worth testing. I can't recommend it, um, which sounds interesting. But there's also this thing where we now to a lot of stuff through Apple, through the App Store. And those are kind of lumped together and we don't see them broken out as much unless we're checking all those emails. So go into your, your settings on your Android phone or your iPhone and see if you've subscribed to things through their app stores. I, for example, every month wake up and think, this is the month I cancel Apple TV and I just keep forgetting. <laughs> you got to set that calendar reminder. I feel the <laughs> same way. I feel like I've fallen into that many times. Well, so even for people who may be a whiz at social media, how can they make their accounts more secure? I think a lot of it is just know what accounts you have. That's a funny thing to me of like, did I ever cancel MySpace? I don't think so. <laughs> Does it exist in a way? Mind. <laughs> <laughs> Who can see my top eight? Um, so keep tabs on what accounts you've had. Go back and cancel any accounts that are old. You've still got that Yahoo email and you're not using it. Maybe it's time to get rid of it. Delete apps like that that you aren't using. Don't just leave them on your phone because they can still be collecting some data in the background. So that's my biggest tip for cleaning those up. And then, of course, secure passwords. Oh, Heather? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, we lost you there for a moment. I'm so sorry. I'm on Elon's internet, um, <laughs> Starlink, and I guess it's not being too good today. 
Well, yeah, you know, there you go. Before we let you go, you know, aside from the Nigerian prince offering us a million dollars, tell us about some common scams people should watch out for this holiday season and, you know, any trends you've noticed. Oh, gosh, the scams do tend to target older people. They find these lists. And if you fall for a scam once, if you even get to the chatting phase, you're on a list of somebody who's susceptible to these things. So just read these lists. AARP has a good list, I believe. The government has a list. If anybody calls saying they are your bank, they are Amazon, they are Apple, they are anybody but your immediate family, I want you to hang up, look up the actual phone number for that company and call them back directly. It's a great tip. Heather Kelly is a technology help desk reporter for The Washington Post. Heather, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for today's Reset. Hey, who needs Geek Squad when you've got us, right? So get more advice on how to help grandma with her Blu-ray disc player by subscribing to this podcast. And while you're at it, please give us a rating. It helps tech-challenged people, like my parents, to find us. I'm Suzyon, in for Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and please come back tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.